If there was one thing that somebody could have built into me and said at that time, is a constant reminder that regardless of what the weight says on the scale or the mirror looks, I am always good enough. I definitely had lots of ups and downs in emotional eating, um, overeating, uh, eating during stressful times, um, putting on weight and then losing it and then finding my good enoughness in that. The numbers on the scale and the change of the physique in the mirror is just the beginning. The, the real road to growth becomes on how accepting yourself um, and learning to deal with the emotions and feelings of who you are, what you aspire to become. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Got a great interview today with Brad Myers. You will hear transparency and it is an amazing story. I hope you enjoy it. My name is Brad Myers. I'm married to uh, Brittany and I've been married happily for a little over a year now. And I'm a health and kinesiology instructor at Blinn College. Awesome. So you teach uh, health and kines to students. Right. Yes, I do. So like, how did you get into that? Well, long journey of, of coming out of middle school, being extremely overweight. I uh, was over 240 pounds and on a five foot nine frame. That just wasn't good for me at that age. And I aspired to be in athletics. So my fitness journey began back in eighth grade, and it's just progressively gone to my current age of age 32, where I've had a lot of ups and downs. And I heard one, one pastor one time quote that they probably lost 400 pounds a lot of different times, gained it back. And, and that's how it added up to 400 plus pounds of weight loss. So when you were in eighth grade, you were overweight? Yes, I was. Tell, kind of give me a little bit of insight. I can relate because I was the same. Um, give me a little bit of kind of insight into that time of your life. That time of the life was hard. Uh, you, you're kind of entering that age where you want to be affectionate with females. You also want to be athletic. And I wasn't able to have those types of interactions. I remember wheezing and pretending to pass out at basketball practice because it was so labor intensive and hard. And uh, I then started to kind of phase soda pop out of my diet and make incremental changes to my diet. And that's where I really began to become more interested in nutrition, working out, and helping people. How old were you when you cut out sodas? I was uh, seventh grade, right before wow. eighth grade. And then you started changing your eating habits also at that time? I did. What'd you do? Like, what were some Well, of I don't regret losing the weight. I regret the way I lost it. So the summer of, after my eighth grade year going into freshman year, I'd lost... 50 pounds in a matter of about 12 weeks. Wow. And I had a really close cut haircut as I entered school my, that fall year of my freshman year. And I had coaches come up to me, lay their hands on me and ask me if I was in remission. And I was like, no, I don't have cancer. I just drastically changed my body type over the summer. And that was very eye-opening to me right then and so there. So you're 13, 12, 13 years right. old? Yeah. And what did you, what was some of the big things you, did you just not eat? Did you? Yeah, that's what I do regret. I don't regret losing the weight. The way I went about losing it was, was straight starvation. I really believe I was working a manual intensive job for my dad on a farm. So I was running shovels and, and the carrying sacks of um, heavy objects but I wasn't feeding myself near enough calories or often enough. And then I would get off work at 3.30 and go and lift weights, run and play basketball on top of that. And I just was in a complete calorie deprivation. Man, so you're 32, 
obviously intelligent, matured. Um, that was 20 years ago. And it, it, as I'm hearing you share that, it, it just makes me, my heart hurt for there's other 12 and 13 year olds out there that are kind of really feeling the way you felt 20 years ago. And you and I both know losing 50 pounds in 12 weeks at that age is not healthy, right? Right. And, and if you could do it all over again, you're not, you don't, like you said, you don't regret losing the weight, you just regret the way you did it. But I want to know a little bit more about your emotional state during that time and kind of what the things that you were feeling that you can uh, now as a 32-year-old grown man understand a, a 12, 13-year-old boy who's probably struggling with weight and maybe their parents are listening to the podcast or maybe, you know, they're listening to the podcast, you know. So give me a little bit more into that kind of emotional state at that age and what you thought losing weight would do for you or the feelings that you were having. Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that because I think the weight loss, the numbers on the scale and the change of the physique in the mirror is just the beginning. The, the real road to growth becomes on how accepting yourself um, and learning to deal with the emotions and feelings of who you are, what you aspire to become. And dealing with a whole lot of peer pressures, making sure you're doing the the weight loss and the exercise for yourself, you know, to to better yourself for the right reasons. And I know through my early stages, I was doing it for more um, um, satisfaction, trying to get more uh, affirmation and approval from whether coaches, whether that come from playing time, or just being able to get a wink from a girl in the hallway. Um, and, and that's a, a real hard hard thing to to juggle when you're only 13 and you're not really sure how the real world works but you just know you've been growing up through male elementary ages and you've been teased and 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 uh you decide that i'm gonna do something about this i no longer want to have people calling me fat white honky and and just very condescending things and you decide to take matters into your own hands and now at fast forward at 32 you realize that, wow, there's a story, there's a, a platform of influence to help people better understand that what that journey looks and feels like. Man, so if there's a, any, anything that somebody could tell a kid, like, like if, if, if I'm, you know, I'm 35, let's just pretend that you're 12, 13, in that, in that mode, you, you're in the first week of these 12 weeks, is there anything that I could have said to you um, or somebody, you know, maybe the, who had a really close relationship with you, a parent, an, a, a, a close friend, um, a coach that would have helped you to see more clearly? Or were you pretty determined to do what you were going to do regardless of what anybody said or tried to talk you out of it? I was very laser focused and dropping the weight and it was motivated off of uh, wanting more playing time and to become more athletic. Um, but if there was one thing that somebody could have built into me and said at that time is a constant reminder that regardless of what the weight says on the scale or the mirror looks, I am always good enough and especially good enough through Jesus's eyes and all of those spiritual components of finding oneness in yourself before you start looking at PR numbers on the bar or body weight scales and comparing yourself to all these metrics. Yeah, man, I feel like that's just powerful statement because 
There's that there not just 12 and 13 year olds. There's a lot of that that happens as much as 50 and you know 40 and 70 year old people that just kind of um, are feeling like you felt at that age, you know. And so let's kind of keep hammering through the story. So you lost 50 pounds in 12 weeks, which is remarkable. Give me an idea how much you weighed pre and post that 50 pounds, so I can understand. yeah. Start off at 240 and ended that summer at 190. You remember how tall you were? Uh, right at the end of that fresh, uh, end of the eighth grade year, I was around 5'9", 5'10", and I, I did end up growing a little bit through high school, but it was a lot of weight on that frame. I, I have pictures on Facebook that I show my students of. I have, a, I have my dog that's up on his hind two legs, and I'm leaning against a wire fence, and, and I, I graphically remember like fat rolls protruding through the fence. And I like look back at that now and I was just like, I didn't know any different, you know, through middle school, early middle school and elementary. But that to me is, is a major health concern now. So what happened after those 12 weeks? Well, the real process of learning to embrace who I was and the, what I call the journey of transformation really began. And that... Freshman year became a lot more interested in the weightlifting, so I confided in a lot of coaches and friends that were in that industry and began to learn, which kind of led to my health and kinesiology career. I set out to be a college coach because I thought that the athletic sector would give me a good opportunity to help people that were struggling with my, my same difficulties. And I later realized that there are people in, in all facets of life that struggle but I've later slanted a lot of my uh, approach and desires to work with the everyday population, that sedentary group. Um, so the nutrition is where it really began. I began to see the results. Uh, my mom's a fantastic cook. She's a homemaker. So her cuisine didn't really line up with mine at home. And, and you never really want to rebel against your parents' wishes or especially if you have the opportunity to have a warm meal at home. I just started to manage portion sizes. And um, I might have half of mom's homemade chocolate chip cookie instead of a whole one and half sandwiches and eat the vegetables instead of the potato chips and just began to find different ways. And my family could tell I was very laser focused on this and I was running on whenever we're on vacation and just just every opportunity I was trying to better myself. So they embraced it and, and it didn't mean that they had to jump on board, but they would ask me on shopping lists on what types of things am I eating nowadays and they tried to accommodate me the best they could. So what <clears throat> would you say that you worked out pretty much and kept the weight off since that time back in junior high? I wish I could tell you it was sunshine and rainbows and, and everyday life was just hunky-dory me living a lean physique lifestyle but no I I definitely had lots of ups and downs and emotional eating, um, overeating, uh, eating during stressful times, um, putting on weight and then losing it and then finding my good enoughness in that. And it's just an un, undulated ups and downs cycle that probably within this last year after becoming married and finding a, a CrossFit community of the top style of workout I like and the nu nutritional approach that suits my lifestyle, I've, I've um, consistently lost weight, leaned out, and become more comfortable with where I'm at. But um, ups and downs, I, I gained so much weight and then lost it. And when I say so much, there are good 15 to 20 pound spikes in body weight 
dropped by by reducing it again. So you never got back up to 240. I did during my college football playing days. I played at a small Division II school in uh, Al- in Alamosa, Colorado, and I was really lifting weights. And I was told I was undersized, so I put weight on, and I got back up to 270. But it was a more l- muscular physique than what I was in middle school. Was that hard for you, like to <laughs> put weight on after you've dealt with that as a kind of really mental battle your whole life? It didn't become hard for me in the time because I was so focused on earning a scholarship and playing athletics. So I was doing what coaches wanted and I was gaining the mass to be a performance-based athlete. After my playing days is when it really hurt me because all of the work I invested in my high school years of losing weight and studying and then I gained weight, yeah, although a little more muscular, I knew I needed to lose weight to just have better quality of life you know my joints were beat up from playing football I needed a lighter body weight and I was just ashamed of my body when I looked in the mirror because I had such excess skin hanging off of me to give you a visual if I got down in a push-up position without a shirt it really looked like a cow with an udder I just had handfuls of excess skin on me so at the tail end of, of my move, I, I moved away from college and took an internship at TCU and I finished that job down there. I sought out a plastic surgeon and I, and I had a, what they call a belt lipectomy performed where the excess skin was removed and uh, they, they uh, fastened me a new belly button and I now have kind of a new navel and a new, new midsection but it's no longer the sagging eyesore. So regardless of the nutritional choices I made, I never was going to be seeing the true fruit and results of my labor. How old were you in that? When you I did, did that, that at age 26. Yeah. And so were you at that time working out, eating healthy? Did you feel like you know that was a last resort or did you say, you know what, I got to do this because... Yeah. No, I was extremely uh, working out. I had a job that paid me to work out. So I was investing in six, eight workouts a week and eating well. Um, and when I went in for the consultation, that's one of the questions that physicians will ask you. It's like, well, have you, have you maintained and sustained a body weight for an extended amount of time? Yes, I have. Well, then you're a good candidate for this. And so they decided to go ahead with the procedure. And that was hard being a very physically active person going through that procedure. And I was laid up for three weeks to a month with drainage tubes in me and, and the furthest I was able to walk was around the house until those tubes were removed and then they said okay you can extend your walk to a block a block and a half and uh, so I was kind of starting over back in the mid-20s after after all that work had been put in to earn a scholarship and and uh, and end up where I was I just I just felt that there was a rhyme and a reason for it why God had put me through this and I'd experienced it and and that's what I share a lot with my students too, that you know, I don't want to come off as, as, it, as it worked for me and, and there's a thousand different ways to get fit and healthy. But that's my story and, and another driving um, factor in that is I don't come from a very healthy family. I, I believe that just looking at my family now, their choices don't really line up with mine and I have to look at them from a lens of a loving son and not the trainer. Uh, you know, you're never going to swat away that P-90 
piece of pecan pie from mom's hand at Thanksgiving, you're always going to look at them and, and love them as a son while you know that their, their habits and choices may be hindering their quality of life present day and down the road. So do you struggle with that, not telling them what, what they need to be doing health-wise? Absolutely. It's a major tug-of-war in my mind. And I have a loving wife that, that gently reminds me that to be a son first and to be in the moment with your family, that's what I'm there for, especially living 900 miles away. I, I don't see him but a couple times a year, so I have to be intentional with that and take the coach's glasses off and not try to... Uh, con- be condescending to any nutritional choices they make or or anything like that so after 26 you had the skin surgery the skin removed um what you know what body weight were you at how did you feel or did you think like maybe now you're feeling better were you happy with that procedure like in the outcome of it would you are you glad you did it absolutely i would do it again in a heartbeat i would recommend to anyone who sustained weight loss to go through with it but To you listeners out there, it was the first time in 10 years of work, you know, age 14 all the way to 26, that I finally felt like I was at a good starting place and that I finally could use the acquired knowledge and the gauntlet of diet programs that I tried and and be able to mesh them together in a philosophy that was going to work for me. And I had a real driving motivation of living a life of a healthy lifestyle and making a career in the fitness industry instead of motivating factor of, of athletic performance and trying to earn playing time. That's great. So what happened after that? Like for your 32, so it's been six years. Yeah. In that six years, I have tried a lot of diets. I mean, just to lift, list them off, I've tried Atkins diet. I've gone the beach body route, paleo zone. Um, I've tried the calorie counting with the macros and I've come to realize that there are good things about all of them. But as I take a step back, I learn what each diet offers is a good thing. And I, and I like to implement that into a lifestyle of constant choices. And I've, I've studied John Berardi, some of their materials of like 80-90 rule, 80, eating 80% of your food portions per week is clean, healthy eating, and you allowed yourself that 10 to 20% cheat zone. And that gives, it gives everyday people freedom, that they don't have to be so surgeon-like and precise with all of their nutrition, and to give themselves grace and not stay away from that Christmas party because you're going to be tempted by, by any bad food, and you know that you won't be able to restrain yourself. Um, so I... I the last six years has been a major experiment, and that's another thing I really try to share with my students, that we all come from different walks of life, and that we all have our own cultures and beliefs of how we were brought up. You may have had lasagna for Thanksgiving for some, some obscene reason, or you have different types of cuisines of deep fried food or Mexican food cuisine, and that is part of your culture. Nobody's asking you to rebel from your family values, but find a time and a place to eat that stuff in moderation and be in the moment with your family and just cherish those moments together. It doesn't mean you have to have it as an everyday staple, but it's something that you're not revolting and repenting from your family's values, but you're still able to embrace it yourself and use that. 
That's great. And so for you now at 32, I mean, do you feel, and you're super consistent in the gym, you um, have been hitting massive gains. I mean, you're always on the, I see your uh, stats on the leaderboard. I mean, um, are, are you at a place where you're feeling like your fitness is thriving? Are you at a place where you feel like there's still so much more that you need to do and your nutrition? Like, where are you at? Well, from a number standpoint, I, I, I started, I came off of a honeymoon and oh, the wedding cake and the love, the, the, all those endeavors. I came off a honeymoon at 249 just last January of 16. And so it's, that's been another focused voyage of different approaches to get where I'm at now. And I weighed in this morning at like 2, 221. And my numbers in the gym are the strongest they've ever been at this light of body weight. And where do I want to go from here? is I want to continue to improve and I want to be able to work hard when I'm there, be intentional on my on my squat technique and listen to the coaches and really follow up with their feedback on, on any sort of movement and continue to get better. Um, I also will say that I'm a gym rat, as you probably could tell from this podcast, the, the exercise uh, health instructor in me loves to work out. So I have to give myself a little permission to step out of the gym a couple days a week and allow that body to recover and maybe be intentional in my with my relationship with my wife or soon to be children if, if that day ever presents itself and just continue to get better as a man and utilize the CrossFit community here to uplift me but take me to to, to new levels. Man, that's awesome. You lost 28 pounds in the last, like, what, 13 months? Four, I so. Or I guess 14 months. So you attribute that more to your eating habits, to your workouts, both, a blend? What do you... What a, do you little, a little bit of both. I would say the nutrition and the workouts. I uh, was a traditional lifter, powerlifting, you know, low sets of five repetitions or less, very heavy weight, uh, extremely long recoveries. If you can type a... 20 word text between your sets you're definitely recovering a long time so the metcons are also referred to as the metabolic conditioning where the heart rate really is elevated and i'm just working total body through the gymnastic movements and the core and the multi-joint movements of the squats and cleans and everything that has really stripped a lot of weight off of me and i've also been fortunate enough to meet people throughout the gym that that uh, have um, Advocare, they've set me up on the 24-day challenge. That helped reduce some of the weight. And then September 1st, Charlie, you did a uh, nutrition seminar that I was glued into. And I'll be honest with you, it's now the middle, middle of March at the time of this podcast. I've probably cheated 10 or 12 times since September 1st. So, awesome. so that's, that's a rather consistent. And I feel pretty fortunate with holidays and anniversary and everything falling in that time period. Man, that's great, Brad. So I love hearing that. I love hearing that, um, you know, just like all of us, you're still on your journey, yes. you know, um, but you've been able to help a lot of people along the way just because of what you do for a living. So how do you feel like, you know, you going through this experience that you has been 20 years in the making has given you the ability to do what you do, not just in the classroom, but I know you do some training as well. So give me kind of some insight into how that's this has all shaped you into the coach that you are and the trainer, the teacher. Yeah. Well, all these life experiences, I think, build to a, a head of one person that knows the, the value of being patient. 
Um, I've lost a lot of weight a bunch of different times throughout my life. And to encourage those listeners out there that it doesn't all come at once. I really want to piggyback off my brother, Chris Rea, that, that said something a few weeks ago about big changes come, come from small tweaks over a long period of time. And that's what I like to remind my, my clients and my friends and those who I'm reaching out to help that just by putting down that soda can and drinking half of it or reducing your soda intake to a couple cans a week instead of a six pack, those are, those are milestones that need rejoicing and celebrating. You're incrementally getting better. And I take that same approach into the physical standpoint. You may not lift the power clean at 225 the same ever again, but the feedback you get that, oh, your form's so much better and your back's in a better position and, and uh, you're, you're doing it correctly, those are, are things that you want to be really cognizant of whether it's in nutrition or the exercise side of things. So what is your motivation? Where do you, um, you, you know, you push really hard. I know that because I see your times and I see your numbers. Uh, and and I, think you, I think of you as somebody who understands this idea of like, you know, self-motivation and you're in the gym all the time. So where does that come from? What inspires you what you know where what is it that gets you in here and gets you to push so hard on these workouts well the running time is a new thing for me uh you know that concert times that is a motivating factor to do the very best i can in a very short amount of time given and i also am kind of entering that mid-30 age where body wear and tear begins to set in a little bit so I have to throttle back on myself and, and be a little bit smarter in my approach to not overdo it because I'd rather be in the gym four days a week than just three if I really overdid it. But the real motivating factor right now is to become the healthiest person I can. Um, I like the different categories in the CrossFit community where you have the master's level and me being 32, I have a long time to, to compete at the, the regular level with the young bucks, uh, 18 to 20 year olds that are that are still developing, well, I think as a 32-year-old, having a philosophy set and a more maturing um, body, I have an advantage as, as a somebody who can continue to build on their progress. So, <clears throat> title of the podcast, Building Better People. Um, it, you know what that means here at the gym. We have it everywhere on the walls, on the shirts, on the hoodies. Um, you know, basically the, the beliefs amongst this staff, myself, is that if you're exercising, eating healthy, taking care of your health, that you're going to be an upgraded version of yourself. Um, so if anyone's not working out, if anybody's not eating healthy, there's a better version of themselves inside of them if they start exercising. How's that true for you? How has you being committed to eating healthy, being committed to working out, um, uh, created a better version of you? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is really embracing that philosophy of building better people. And I'm a big boundaries person by Dr. Henry Cloud and, and Townsend. And they talk a lot about, you know, putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. If we're ever on a flight, we have to take care of ourselves first. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to help your children and the people around you. And I think getting in the gym and being intentional in one's diet is that metaphoric step of putting the oxygen mask on yourself. You're taking care of yourself so you're putting a better version forth towards your children, towards your in-laws, towards your spouse, 
and you are really cultivating the very best part of you. It's not so much about the ripped six-pack abs and how many chest of bars you can rip out, but the, the ch person that's humble enough to challenge themselves to go forth in a workout, be coached, they're going to be able to step into the workforce, step into the environment at home, and be that better person from the inside out. And, and, I, and I really believe as a transformational person from middle school to the present day, the hardest obstacle is not the running the mile and pushing the cookies away. It's about the belief of internal change and, and changing from the inside out. And the Bible often talks about putting the new self on, and, and there's a lot of stories that go along with that that fit this situation. So expand a little bit on what you just said on the belief of changing the body from the inside out. What do you mean by that? There has to become an internal belief from a spiritual connection of whether that be a role play of your true identity and who you are in Christ and what your rhyme, reason, and purpose is in the kingdom. And that way be from an educator, from a physician, to a janitor, or an instructor that can actually have the opportunity to talk health and fitness every day. But every day, every time you have the opportunity, you are, are taking that proactive step of doing things out of love and not trying to just fix someone. A lot of times we put the lenses on, and I even struggle with this as a trainer. I could walk through... Um, Walmart, shopping mall, somewhere like that, and just immediately diagnose people, profile them, and, and label them like, oh, well, they need to fix A, B, and C, and they, they change this in their diet. It would make a major change. I've never even spoken to these people, but I'm already diagnosing them. But if I changing from the inside out is going to put a different lens on for us to look at people in a more loving way and not be so judgmental and quick to quick to um, make quick fixes of ourselves and others. And are you saying that the workouts do that for you, or how are you saying that happens? Like I'm trying to understand. Oh, I for me, it was a whole lot of internal affirmation. It actually is kind of corny, but uh, I went through a ministry about six seven years ago where you wrote affirmations to yourself on an index card, and you put your hand over your heart and you read them to yourself in the mirror. 100% high octane awkward. Very, very hard. Very hard to do. But the more you can begin believing in those words and the more you begin to believe them and you live them out and you can write them down and you can have other loved ones recite those um, words to you. Maybe you have a, a, a struggle with females talking to males or vice versa. Have your, have your counterpart recite those affirmations back to you because maybe our hardwiring as a child, um, we don't believe affirmations or we think somebody's trying to get something from us and manipulate something out of us. It's, uh, it's just a hardwiring like a house. You don't want your guest to come up to your front door, ring the doorbell and the ceiling fan kick on. Okay? That's, that's the hardwiring of, of belief systems. Of, of what we believe in ourselves. So these affirmations and time spent in oneself kind of in, in solitary confinement and in prayer allows you to cultivate that belief and for the internal change from the inside out. And then do you feel like through working out, eating healthy, that that's been enhanced for you? Yes, because the nutrition aspect of it goes hand in hand for me as a belief of, okay, who I am, and, and I struggle with the expectation of a health and kinesis instructor, I need to look subpar. 
well, it's okay to, to carry a little extra weight and, and, and you know, there's going to be ups and downs with it. But the exercise nutrition, while incorporating that real spiritual component, I think gives it a three-headed monster that sets people apart and making everybody better. It's cool, man. So what is 2017? We're kind of now already in March. So do you have, did you set any goals back in January or December for the new year about health and fitness? And if so, what are they? How are you doing on those? You know, I tell a lot of people that, that around the gym that have noticed me lose a lot of weight and I tell them, well, I'm trying to, to diet down to a CrossFitter's body. <laughs> I, I still am over 220 pounds and I'd like to continue to incrementally lose uh, on the current the current uh, nutrition uh, that I'm doing and I wanted to go through the entire open workout doing RX and right now I am I'm knock on wood four out of five we'll see what the fifth workout is and then I will have a lot to learn when it comes to movements uh, never been exposed to gymnastics I've always had my hand in the dirt playing football and doing improper Olympic lifting um, listen to your coaches out there if you're list, if you're if you're listening in as a young listener there's a lot to be told about proper hip extension and mechanics in the Olympic lifts and just learning all together I'm sure there's more nutrition stuff that that I'll pick up on and and just want to collaborate and learn from people That's so great. the only real goal was to get through the open doing rx and then there's there's a lot of movements that I'd love to improve that's awesome. So last question, what has CrossFit taught you about yourself? Because now you've been doing it a little over a year. Yeah. So what have you learned about yourself? CrossFit's taught me that our bodies are more capable of doing vigorous things than we thought were capable. I've ran wind sprints and, and things like that, but you get to a 15, 20 minute Metcon and that clock is just crawling by. It does not even move. And you realize you have extra rounds to go and you just really push yourself and you come away empowered from it. And maybe that's just the athletic mindset or somebody that's investing in, into CrossFit as a, as a beginner. You definitely come away with a better wherewithal that, wow, I'm really capable of doing a lot more. And it makes the, the nuances of every day-to-day -day life a lot easier. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.